0: Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Gerard at Large. I am your ever-irreverent host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at gerardatlarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. All right, before we get on to the business at hand here, um, yeah... Yeah, you know, we get this from a listener in Manchester. Craig complaining about uh, you know, Ted not uh, complain, uh the mayor not attending a non public meeting, but not a word about Tessier's breach of confidentiality. <laughs> but before we get on to that, uh, we have uh, Republican state rep candidate Albert MacArthur on the line. He is uh, going to square off against incumbent school board member Erica Connors in the november general election here in the city he uh won a primary by a fairly healthy margin uh, this past september and now he's on the ballot opposite connor's who had no primary um in november of course connor's also seeking re-election to her school board seat that ought to be interesting uh al good morning thanks for calling in
1: hi good morning Rich. how are you today
0: very well thank you congratulations on your uh victory
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right, so one down, uh, one to go. I What's on your mind call... today?
1: I was calling in this morning, and I like probably everybody else. I got up early. Uh, was greeted with this another tragedy here in the country, uh, dealing with uh, with a mass shooting. Yes. The News is all over it now, saying this is the the largest mass shooting in U.S. history, and, and everybody's going to jump to all kinds of conclusions now. You know, yep. listening to Kim Warren, Kimberly Warren earlier. Uh, I mean, she's absolutely right. Let's try to figure out what's going on here before we start jumping to conclusions. Um, her statement about buying automatic weapons through uh, uh, through a gun dealer is, is exactly right. I mean, it's a long, exhausting, and very expensive process. So, you know, at this time, the left is going to start pushing their anti-gun agenda all over again. Which is going to make my job a little bit more difficult up in the state house because there's already bills on the table to start restricting gun rights now, so this is not going to help matters any. Um, but you know, before I go any further, I just want to, you know, send my condolences out to the people that were shot and wounded in this disgusting event.
0: Yeah. So now, Albert, you're a strong advocate of the of the Second Amendment, and I, you know, whenever one of these. Uh, Tragedies takes place, especially uh, if it's at a school or whatnot. There's always there's always a cry from certain corners of this country that the reason this happens is because um, guns are available and accessible. No matter how many gun laws were violated by uh, people, uh, no matter how many gun safes were broken into, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how many laws, especially that were violated, they always blame. The gun, how do you, as a second amendment advocate, counter the argument that says, "Well, gee, if these kinds of guns weren't allowed, or well, gee, if we had this background check and we had that uh, you know registration we we, we wouldn't have uh, as many of these uh, tragic events
1: well, when I was last a uh, guest on your show, we had this conversation uh, a little bit and uh, get a little bit more detail. Um, it's not the gun that is the cause of the problem. It's the evil that's in the person that's pulling the trigger. All the gun laws that are out or are going to be coming or being proposed after this. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of screaming for, uh, you know, gun bans and, and such. None of this stuff is going to change the criminal. All this does is affect the law-abiding citizen. I, as a law-abiding citizen, uh, don't want my rights taken away. The criminals don't care about that. They're going to get whatever they need to kill and create mayhem like this individual did. Um, This guy, obviously, we don't have all the information yet. This was a pre-planned event.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. On the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay, he had the high ground, and it was it was just a slaughter. Um, I, I don't know what makes people snap like this. It's really it's very troubling, but no matter what laws you're going to put into effect, it's not going to change this type of behavior. I don't know what the answer is to the question, or where we go from here, but just. Outright banning guns or, or stopping people from exercising their rights is not going to stop an event like this.
0: Right, right. So, how do you see this uh, playing out on the campaign trail, if at all? My sources tell me that um, the Democrats are uh, have targeted this race, of course, uh, uh, to succeed the late Steve Valancourt, and uh, the, the, they're going to put as a state Democratic Party, they're going to put up to ten grand into this race, according to my sources. Uh, to try to knock you out. Do you see uh you know Mayor Bloomberg money coming in uh you know to 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 attack you on behalf of Erica Connors and uh, what do you think the Democrats are going to do with all that money? And by the way, what are the Republicans doing to help you out if anything?
1: Well, uh as far as her her campaign donation stuff, that's the uh, that's a number that I was given as well. Uh, I'll fight you with facts all day long. You know, it, it's just you know the out-of-state money that's going to be coming into this to little old New Hampshire for this state representative seat is just mind-boggling. Um, I, I know I was outspent in the primary, and I'm I'm guessing it's going to be the same story here in, in the general election. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that they're going to come after me hard on the gun issue, and that's what liberals do. You know, they'll attack on something that they, uh, that they're passionate about as the Republicans would do the same thing on an issue they're passionate about. It's really not a, not a big secret. Um I, I had some discussions with, uh, the local RNC people and we are going to be getting together to start focusing on the next six weeks to, uh, to get our message out and talk to as many people as we can, um, and try to, uh, try to Get that seat that uh, Steve Allen Court uh, vacated to do stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, now clearly, uh, you know there was a pretty significant Republican turnout uh, in in that race. Uh, there were 720 people that voted either for you or your opponent uh, in in the uh, Republican primary. There, uh, no doubt, some of the people who came out were coming out for the mayoral race, but uh, you know there was. Uh, and uh, there was a, a large increase in the number of voters who turned out uh, in this municipal primary versus two years ago. So who is backing you, Alan, and what was done on your behalf? Uh, were there any third party endorsements, mailers, things went out, the things that went on on your behalf that helped drive that turnout?
1: Yes. Uh, one of the biggest things that, uh, that was done on my behalf was, uh, through the uh, New Hampshire Firearms Coalition PAC, um, they sent out uh, mailer uh, just before uh, the primary. Uh, both candidates were given surveys. My survey came back, um, and they, they well, my survey went to them, and they gave me an A rating, and they gave my opponent a C rating. So I know the uh, the gun community came out because they know that I have their best interest in mind, and I'll fight for the gun issue in Concord, knowing that at any time, especially when an event like this happens, there'll be knee-jerk reactions, and um, you know, we're, we're going to be fighting against more attempts of at taking our rights away.
0: Um, well, and if, the, if your you know, Second Amendment rights aren't safe, then what else is safe? I mean, you've got a United States Senator in nothing. Jean Shaheen... Who's actually arguing that there should be changes to the First Amendment, uh, the freedom of speech portion in particular, which would—I forget exactly what the language was—but somehow prevent untrue attacks uh, from from being spoken, by you know, in political races and, and other such poppycock. We we see, you
1: know, and that's that's incredibly dangerous.
0: Oh yeah, well, because you know, one person's fact is another person's fiction. Um, but, you know, we also have seen, uh, you know, the, uh, personally the emasculation, I think, of the Fourth Amendment, you know, the, with the FBI actually now arguing that thanks to technology and the ability to grab stuff out of the air rather than have to dig through somebody's desk or trash, that, um, you know, the the Fourth Amendment is outdated and we don't need uh, warrants to protect our, our, our rights from unreasonable searches and seizures and all sorts of things. Uh, you know, at, at what point do we just... Wake up and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, this is not what happens in a constitutional republic." What can you do as a state legislator, especially given the New Hampshire Constitution, which in some ways is even stronger in securing the rights of its citizens than the United States Constitution? How, how do you bring attention to well, what the Constitution says, and how do you try to enforce what the Constitution provides? Well, the
1: the Second Amendment, in my opinion is the one amendment that binds all of the rest together. Because if you have no way to defend your rights as a citizen, none of these other rights matter.
0: Yeah, if the only people have the guns are the government, you're screwed.
1: Exactly right. So you, you need to focus on stopping the treading of our rights. With the First Amendment, if you make any changes to that, once you start regulating speech, it's over. You know, I may not like what somebody has to say, but under the First Amendment, they have the right to say it. If we start trampling on those rights, everything else is in danger. So as a constitutional person, I, you know, I'll fight to the death, you know, figuratively speaking. I'm not going to go out do <laughs> <too> anything stupid. <laughs> I will fight in the legislature. I will fight through the legal channels to defend this constitution. All right. You know, it's much like our soldiers and um, and service people, they do it in a literal sense. You know, I'm going to do it in a legislative sense.
0: All right, Albert MacArthur Jr. on the ballot as a Republican for state rep in Manchester Ward Eight this November 7th in a special election to fill the seat. Uh, vacated by the death of Republican State Representative Steve Valancourt. We appreciate your tuning in, and we appreciate your calling in to uh, discuss your thoughts on the Second Amendment in light of this horrific tragedy in Las Vegas. Yeah,
1: well, thank you for having me on, Rich, and uh, hopefully we will talk to you
0: soon. All right, well, we'll, look, well, we'll certainly have you on the air before the, um, before the election comes and goes, but we appreciate your calling in.
1: Excellent. Thanks. Have a great
0: day. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather and sports when we come back. We'll turn our attention, we'll keep our attention on the local races here in the Queen City. You won't want to miss this. Stay with us.